0: Well, welcome everybody to a new episode of Three Old Matzo Balls Talk Sports. This, of course, is Matzo Ball Mike. And along with my colleagues, Matzo Ball Drew and Matzo Ball Brian, we'd like to welcome you, boys. How's it hanging? Another
1: week in the toilet, baby. Looking forward <laughs> to this one.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually doing well as my Dodgers have finally taken two out of three from the giants. I thought they were going to lose the series after the first game, but it looks like Max Muncie is back. And uh, so it was a good day. We won. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Losing a series to those guys, I, it, it would have been hard to show your face because you know, they're such an embarrassment. Uh, it, we had to take the series.
2: And remember I'm up in central California where there's a lot more giant fans. So I get a lot of crap up here. Not this year. Yeah. But a lot of crap. <laughs> no, so there's we, not much, not much they can say this year.
0: So if we sound a little bit giddy, it's because we're we're about ready, the three of us, to embark on a uh, on a uh, wonderful trip to Las Vegas. Something that we've done for about four decades now, and we're we're leaving tomorrow on that wonderful journey. But uh, we are super excited about this podcast. We've got a very special guest with us tonight to interview. And Drew, would you be kind enough to do the honors to introduce us to this fine gentleman? And let me say that he'll be the only fine gentleman on this podcast. Thank you very much. That's Go right. ahead. One out
1: of four fine gentlemen. So <laughs> I, I would love to, to introduce him. And, and I've known him for years. He's, he's a friend of, of my daughter and the group of people they hang out with. Um, Alex Wilk is a, a, a person who works for the NFL Network. Um he works t- with respect to the fantasy football operations there. We thought he would be a fun guest to have on uh, the show tonight and maybe educate some of us and listeners about uh, how the NFL Network works and how fantasy football works over there. And so, uh, Alex, welcome. We are just thrilled to have you with us. Thank you for taking time out of your night to hang out with some matzo balls.
3: No problem. Happy to be here.
1: So uh, how long have you been with the NFL Network?
3: Uh, this is going to be my 12th season, I believe, if I'm doing the math right. Um, so it's been basically since I got out of college, I've been with the NFL. How did you get the job? Uh, well, I studied uh, journalism at USC. Um, USC, baby! Um, that's yeah. right. Quite <laughs> right on. Um, yeah. And I uh, was always a sports fan growing up. Um, And when I started getting into journalism, I gravitated, especially at USC, towards covering the sports set at SC. Um, And that led me to being one of the primary sports reporters for our on-campus student TV station. And one of the uh, advisors that I worked with um, for my entire time at USC um, was uh, talking to an, an alumni who was working at the NFL Network and he asked my professor if uh, they were, you know, had any people graduating who were interested in sports and myself and one other um, coworker at the, at the station came to mind and we both started off um, at the NFL the following summer. It was actually the summer of the lockout. So Mm -hmm. it was a little bit of a a rough start. Uh, Not really sure if we were going to have a season to work on that first year, Uh, but it all worked out and um, started out doing digital programming for nfl.com uh in its early days early-ish days i should really say um and have since moved on to more of a tv production role
1: so you graduated sc about 13 years ago uh,
3: uh 2011 so
1: 2011 so you were there during the tail end of pete's glory years
3: yeah i got a little bit of pete and then i uh i actually got the first one-on-one interview with lane kiffen after he he was uh Brought on board there.
0: Wow, that (laughs)
3: that must have been pretty interesting. It was. I was not prepared to go first, and I I was the only person with the camera set up uh, and ready to go, so I got the first one. (laughs) Did did he talk? Did he talk legibly? Yeah, roughly. (laughs) You know, okay. He was always a a little bit of a surly guy, but uh, he uh, he was he was good enough for the for a student program.
2: Alex, I I have to tell you, I did not know you were USC graduate, and if my wife. We're in the room right now, and these other two know this. My wife is a huge whack job USC fan, and I mean whack a doodle. If she knew Most that us you, are. if she were in the room right now, knowing that you're not only a USC graduate and a sports fan, she might leave me for you. Well, I mean, look at the age difference and look at the looks
1: difference, and she'd be crazy not to.
2: And I have one other question, and I'll let Drew take it away. I did not know you were a friend of Drew's daughters, but my question is, is Drew an asshole of a parent? Uh, Not of his parent, but, you know, with male uh, people walking around, you know, uh, with his daughters. How is he? No,
3: not at all. He's been great. He, uh, you know, uh, his daughter Marissa is uh, marrying a good friend of mine, Kyle, and he's had nothing but great things to say about the family. All right.
2: Okay, because we hear a lot differently, so I just wanted to get the truth (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get the absolute truth out of Alex being on this show. And yeah, Brian, you can, you can scrape together the true truth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So tell, tell us exactly now what you do for the NFL network. What's your current gig?
3: So I'm a producer. um, So I do a a lot of different shows for the network. Um, In season, usually my, my main responsibility is to produce NFL fantasy live, which is um, a daily show, Um, Monday through Friday on NFL Network and we do what you would expect we cover fantasy football so preseason it's all about the draft and then once the draft ends it becomes waiver wire and who to start who to sit and a little bit of daily fantasy football um, you know advice and insight and stuff like that and then once you know fantasy season ends uh, I move on to shows about the draft or about you know Super Bowl or other events that we might have because the NFL never sleeps. So
0: if I can jump in with a with a question uh along that same uh uh thought process. So what are a couple of expert tips that you have for as far as drafting players?
3: So I think the biggest one is, you know, especially for people that are just sort of starting um that you know, fantasy is a lot different from from real football in terms of identifying a, a good player from a bad player in a lot of ways. Um and part of that is knowing your league um, because not every league is set up the same way. Mm. Um, there's a standard, which is sort of what we operate off of, but even the standard is not necessarily intuitive to someone who's playing for the first time. So for example, quarterbacks score a lot of points, um, but they all score a lot of points. So I think there's a tendency for you know, new fantasy managers to really, reach for a quarterback and and try to get Patrick Mahomes or or Josh Allen, like right out of the gate. Um, and we, you know, we being the fantasy community, the people that do this show or or shows like it on other networks generally advise against that because the difference between say quarterback number one and quarterback number seven over the course of the season, isn't that big. Mm. Whereas the difference between the running back one and the running back seven is pretty big. Um, so I think, you know, knowing your scoring settings and knowing that because of the way that the rules are set up, one position might be more valuable than another um, or one skill set might be more valuable than another. Um, that's, I think, the the number one thing that I would say is, you know, you need to you need to know which positions and which types of players are going to get you your fantasy points uh, and not just go for names you recognize necessarily.
2: Alex. Awesome. Um, The one thing that I I just got back into fantasy football this year, I've been out of it for quite some time. And what I'm noticing is, is there are a lot of different leagues. I'm in a PPR league, and that seems to be one of the more popular leagues. Uh, The other league seems to be where you're bidding on players. And I think, give me a little breakdown on like PPR, what that is. and, And I think it goes along with what you just said, as far as quarterbacks not being as important. Am I right? Absolutely. Um, so PPR uh, stands for point
3: per reception, um, and it's it's increasingly become kind of the standard now, um, or or half a point per PPR. Half point PPR is, is very common as well. And really what that means is what it sounds like. Every time a player makes a, a catch or reception, they get either a point or half a point, depending on full point PPR or half point of PPR. Um, so what that ultimately means is that wide receivers become more valuable than running backs in some cases and running backs that catch the ball are in a lot of ways more valuable than say uh, Derek Henry Derek Henry perhaps a bad example just because he's so talented he scores so many touchdowns and he is so a bad example he, he was he's a terrible example he was my yeah.
1: first draft choice this year I I, I had the fourth <laughs> pick in my league and of course oh that's a reach it was terrible <laughs> because because you had you had Austin Eckler, yeah. you had um, uh, uh, the guy from uh, Indianapolis, uh, uh, Taylor, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, and, oh. and McCaffrey. Those, that's exactly right, Brian. So those yeah. three guys went because they catch the ball a lot. And right. so to me, I, I go, well, do I pick Mahomes uh, too early? Do I pick Cooper Cup? And and I went with the big guy, Derek Henry.
3: Yeah, a lot of people this year are, are really um, excited about the receivers: Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, to an extent as well. Um, because you know they're going to be a big part of the offense, and you know they're going to get, you know, the the receptions. And the fact of the matter is that wide receivers generally are more likely to make it through a season without missing games due to injury than a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got a little that's bit really of a safety. Point. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. With that, so, so to answer your question about PPR, yeah, it's it's a point per reception. But there's tons of leagues um, you can play auction, which is what you were talking about, where you're um, you can draft you're not drafting in an order you're drafting uh, basically a, a player is nominated and everyone who wants to bid a part of their salary cap on that player can do so. Um, and it's just, if you want to spend half of your salary on one player, you can do it. Um, but eventually you'll run out. Um, so, and you could do both. Like you could do that type of draft while still playing in a PPR league. Um, and then this, the number of settings are, Infinite
2: from there. So, if you were in a PPR league and you had the number one draft, who would you pick? Um,
3: well, I'm actually in a number of PPR leagues. <laughs> that, was, that
2: was that was my next question. Yeah. Yeah, how, how many leagues are you in,
3: uh, Alex? Uh, this season, I'm in uh, five uh, NFL <laughs> leagues and one college fantasy league. You go, go, Alex. Wow. Yes. Oh. Wow. Well um that's great but uh the in the leagues where i've had the number one pick i think the people that do this for a living and and by that i really mean the the people who are on air talent for us that are actually on our shows giving us the the advice i know this because i've been doing this for years but they're the real experts um i think the the general consensus is that jonathan taylor is probably the top pick um because not only has he had such a successful career so far as being a focal point of that offense, rushing a ton, scoring a ton of touchdowns, but the sort of belief or assumption is that he's going to be a little bit more involved in the passing game this year. Um, So there's, there's value with that. I think arguments can easily be made for Christian McCaffrey going first, uh, especially in a PPR format. Mm. People are a little scared off because of his injuries in the past year. I don't know that that is something that you need to worry about necessarily, but it's a valid point. Is he going to um, be,
1: is he going to be better off? He's got Baker Mayfield throwing to him now, right? Yeah. Is, I is mean, he going to be
3: better off catching balls with, with Baker throwing to him? I think you. for me, I've always wanted, you know, pieces of a good offense um, when I'm drafting in fantasy. So I, you know, I, I would think that, baker is going to make that offense a little bit more functional than it has been in recent years um unfortunately for me as a a guy who talked up sand arnold a lot coming out of college um so yeah i i would expect that that's generally better for him than it was it's not like baker mayfield is someone like josh allen or mahomes that wants to chuck it deep every play like there's opportunities for him to get
2: those balls underneath alex um baker mayfield stinks um (laughs) So in the question I have for you then is um, you just said uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then you also said that wide receivers seem because of injury issues. Mm-hmm. So like in our league, we went Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, I'm just going to go uh, Christian McCaffrey, and I was fourth. Mm-hmm. And unlike Drew, I actually did take Austin Eckler. Yeah. But so we kind of went more running back. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense or would you have gone more wide? Receiver? Oh yeah. yeah. The,
3: the running back position, there are, there are very few running backs left that are the guy in that offense. So, um, guys like Jonathan Taylor, where, you know, he's going to be, unless there's an injury, you know, he's going to go, you know, be 50% of the offense or something. I think that's, that's definitely valuable. And that's why historically the first round has been primarily just, the, the 10 or 12 best running backs um, now because of the evolution of the passing game, you're seeing more receivers, but that's actually, you know, we did our, our league draft last night um, for, you know, the league that we play in that we refer to on the show. So it's all the producers, it's all the, the on-air talent. It's a few of our research team um, and some of our social producers. And I took Jonathan Taylor with the first pick. And then the second pick was Justin Jefferson and then it went Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, and then Najee Harris. So, you know, you guys are doing a lot of the same things that we're we've been doing. Um, and I I've seen Jefferson and Cup both go first um, as well. So, you know, it's just a preference. Like, how'd you get the out-
1: first draft? How'd you get the first pick in your draft? Is that because you're the producer and you get to tell everybody you <laughs> getting the first pick? No, it's been totally random. Do you, do you do the Draft where the first pick goes down to 10 and then 10 goes back,
3: and so you end up with the first and the 20th pick, and then the yeah. 21st. I'd say, unless you're in uh, an auction league where you're bidding on players um, rather
2: than than drafting them, that's usually the, the standard. Yeah. By but, the way, your show, you said Fantasy Live, right, Alex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, because I got back into it, watched it. I love that show. Oh, thank Just, you. Well, man, I really do enjoy it. Um, I'm listening to fantasy football on radio now with Sirius. And um, I think I'm driving my wife crazy because I've, uh, you know, I just want to know what the heck I'm doing because I'm in a league with people that have been in it for quite some time. And, you know, it's funny, the first time we were in a league was with, and Mike, I don't think you were with us, but Drew, I think you remember. It It was somewhere around 1980, 81, 82. And remember there's no social media, Alex, and there were no magazines. And a matter of fact, we had a guy draft Terry Bradshaw, if I'm not mistaken, when he retired. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, yeah. Dana Post drafted I, Bradshaw, didn't yeah. he? I, you, we are, you know, I, I guess we've
1: talked enough on this show on, on how old these three matzo balls are, but we were doing fantasy football when the only way to score it was you'd look at the LA Times the next day and you'd see in the, the, in the sports section yeah. what the statistics were. And yeah. you might have been watching the game on TV you might have thought your guy had an 11-yard run, which could have been worth f- – for a touchdown, which could be worth five points. But if the Times said it was a nine-yard run, you, the Times was gold, right, Brian? You, you, it was a nine-yard run, and you got only four points. So the L.A. Times, what they printed was it. And we were drafting guys like, <laughs> like Barry Sanders, um, you know, way back, Wesley Walker. I mean, just crazy – players from a hundred years ago,
2: the great cliff branch who, uh, who I believe passed. That's right. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, Alex, but we really started out, uh, you know, when it first started and it was a, it was fun, but there was not anything near what you have today as far as the information and and what, like I said, you know, and, and, uh, and watching there
1: was go ahead. There was one game I was playing against Brian and, and he had cliff branch who was near the end of his career. And I think I made fun of Brian. We were playing each other. That he was starting Cliff Branch against me, and Cliff Branch caught an out pass and went 99 yards for the <laughs> touchdown. Do you remember that, Brian?
0: Yes. Got a yes.
1: 99-yard touchdown pass to Cliff Branch against. If, me. I'm, if I'm, I'm not right.
0: mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Cliff Branch would come out of the locker room with pine tar basically from his hairline all the way down to the tips of his shoes, and he actually would catch balls on his thigh; it would just stick to his thigh. Basically, he didn't have to put his, yeah. his hand down. Yeah. Hey, Alex, uh. Um, uh, who do you think might be running a little hot right now in in in, in auction land? Might be, uh, say, overvalued. Mm-hmm. Uh, a player yeah. that you might might think be a little uh, might might be uh, a bit overrated.
3: Well, you know, I think when you're thinking about guys that are are overrated, you're looking at situations where. It's a big name player who's been good in the past, but the situation isn't what it used to be. Um, that, so, that you know. pretty
1: much that pretty much takes up
3: everybody who I drafted. <laughs> I think I think.
1: So, so who I are some like, of those
3: guys? Uh, you know the a first name that comes to mind for me is, as you know as much as this sounds like heresy is Aaron Rodgers. On the field, you playing an MVP level two years in a row. like you can can't debate that, but mm-hmm. he's one more, one more year older. His best wide receiver just went away. He's, they've got two excellent running backs now that they haven't necessarily had in the past that they're going to have to rely on a little bit. And the one, the receivers that he's got left are either hurt or inexperienced or in some cases, both. Um, he's, so, my, he's my quarterback. He's the course. one I drafted. Of yes. course.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, Alex, I, I, everyone knows that I'm going to hell. So when I say this, you'll understand. I hope Aaron Rodgers breaks his leg. Um <laughs> I, I don't like him. I would never draft him um, for that, for that reason yeah. only. Yeah.
0: So you're not, you're not upset about uh, Alex calling him, uh, sh- shall we say overrated or, or overvalued, Brian, I take it.
2: <laughs> no. One other quick question, Alex, how important, because everyone in my league seems to be in on this, how important is that waiver wire? It seems everyone is always looking at the waiver wire.
3: Oh, I mean, it's, it's vital. I mean, you can win without playing the waiver wire, but I think it's much harder and, and much less likely. It, it would just come down to whether your players happen to be both healthy and better than you think they were going to be, basically. Um, you can easily win a year if you're the, the most active and most accurate waiver wire
2: player. Um, well, that's what happened last year from what I understand. The guy that won it, yeah. he's already made t- two transactions we haven't started yet, yeah. uh, but he was on the waiver wire Constantly. Yeah. So I'm starting to try and get in tune with that and look at who we're playing and, and what the matchups are. One other quick question because I had these two idiots who are huge Raider fans and I let them talk me into drafting in the fifth round um, Darren Waller. Tell me if that's a decent pick because I understand the guy hasn't signed a contract yet.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about the contract with Waller. I think. It's, it's a good pick in general. Um, it's probably outside of what I would do with the tight end position generally, because like the quarterbacks, in my experience, once you get past the top three, maybe, which I think in this case would be Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and Kyle Pitts, there was a pretty big drop off, in my opinion. Um, and then at that point, the difference between where Waller's going to be and where Dawson knox or dalton schultz or george kittle might be is probably not that different so personally i would have m- gone with probably another running back or receiver in the fifth round not that i think that waller's gonna have a bad season um i, I just think that a lot of his targets are probably going to Devonte adams now um and that offense is there i mean that, that division is hard to predict in general like right i it's a really good division staying away from the afc west just because i have no idea which teams are going to be good or bad or if they're all mediocre like i just don't know
2: now how many hours a day do you spend obviously because it's your your uh your business your job but how many hours a day do you spend on your own fantasy football teams looking at waiver wire looking at making uh transactions looking at Honestly, not
3: not that many because, uh, one, I don't have a ton of time to manage them all, and uh, two, because I, I think, and this is my own um, my own fault, but I, I think there's a tendency on my end of like if I hear, for example, the if the hot waiver wire pickup of the week one week is, uh, you know, I'm just looking at a list of like rookies that might be someone we're picking up like Chris Olave from the Saints for example, may, may not have been drafted, probably was, but maybe not. Um, if he has a really good week, week one, I'm going to be talking about him at work constantly week one. And by the time it goes, you know, I've got a, a minute to pick him up. I might not even remember that I haven't picked him up because I've been talking about him all week. And it just feels like he's already on my team. So there's a lot of times I, I forget to pick, pick people up just because it feels like I've probably already done it and I don't go back and check.
0: So for our listeners' benefit, uh, Brian mentioned to you that he, there's already a special place in hell reserved for him. Uh, apparently, the devil has come to pick him up early because he's, he's, dropped, on, he's dropped off this podcast.
3: The, the, um, devil
1: took his, the devil took his internet away. We might, we might get him back. Devil, uh, I was going to tell him that I thought his Darren Waller pick was fantastic, except he could have picked him in the 12th or 13th round. He didn't have to blow a fifth round pick on him. But, you know, that's okay. Alex, my question to you is this: this one. So you've mentioned that my quarterback Aaron Rodgers is probably overrated and on his downhill. And by the way, I don't disagree. I got him in the fifth or sixth round, which I thought for Aaron Rodgers was was, you know was okay because I didn't have a quarterback yet. But who's kind of under the radar that Mm. you think? this late and next year could be a first round draft pick and you just see this player is up and coming and bordering on, you know, greatness for fantasy yeah. owners.
3: Um, I think that um, a lot of the, the young players in this league are, are really exciting. And I think there's a lot of them that are kind of on the verge like that um, to be a, a big Homer, Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Pittman, a lot of the SC receivers are, are having great. Starts to definitely continue. Um, I know a lot of people are excited about Gabriel Davis in Buffalo as the the number two guy behind uh, Stefan Diggs. Someone's got to catch passes there other than Diggs, right? Yeah, and there's there's going to be a lot of passes thrown. We know that. Um, uh, You know, I think the maybe not a first rounder for the reason I was talking about earlier, but I think the if there's one name uh, that like when he gets drafted in fantasy among the people that do this for a living and they all they're all upset that they didn't get him is probably Jalen Hurts. Um because he can do so much with his legs and the the value of a quarterback that can both score on the ground and through the air is just invaluable. Um so so Jalen Hurts is the guy that I think maybe not first round next year but is probably going to be one of the top two or three quarterbacks
2: next season, we think. Who knows? Yeah, um, the guy he I, I was going to draft him, and the guy two two drafts in front of me picked him exactly. Um, and I so guys, sorry guys, I I my internet froze, so obviously I you didn't hear anything I said earlier. Well, um, no, you
1: we did. we, yeah, we, we, got we stopped. Of what we, you said, yeah, Alex. Yeah. Okay.
2: You to your question, Brian,
1: what you missed was me saying that I thought your Darren Waller pick was outstanding, but you could have got him in the twelfth round. So
2: actually, I wanted to ask that. So. Once you don't get those top three tight ends, you just let it go for a while and get running backs and wide receivers. I would rather
3: get a a solid bench that I can rely on or fill up my flex spot or, or whatever, than feel like I've got a mid tier tight end.
1: Now here's really the, the, the question for true geeks because it's always the question in our league when someone breaks with the pack and finally drafts either the kicker or the defense and, and 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 when do you do that and i i think somebody went really early this year with the defense like you wow. know third round or something and i just thought that's that's who they ta-
0: who they a, take do you remember uh
1: who did they take the saints maybe they everybody okay. some people thought the saints were going to be really good but so anyway, alex what do you think they, about they that really early
3: personally i do the my defense is my second to last pick and my kicker is my last pick in every draft um Similar to the quarterbacks, like it's it's hard to predict team defenses. I mean, yeah, it's not even like one person that you think, you know, like there's so many factors that have to fit for a defense to to succeed. But I mean, I'm I'm pulling up last year's top scoring defense. It was the Dallas Cowboys. They scored one hundred and seventy seven points on the season. And then if you look at the let's say the sixth best defense, one, two, three, four, five, six, that's the Saints, one hundred and forty one points so it's it's 36 points from one to six middle of the pack right so over the course of a 17 week season it's not that many per per game um what i prefer to do is fill up my roster get my my you know starters and bench for all my regular position players and then i'll take a defense that i feel good about for the first couple of weeks and then the second they, they run into a matchup or a bye week or, um, you know, maybe their, their top two players are hurt or something like that. And I just don't trust them that particular week. I'll go find someone else. And I would rather, you know, it's called streaming. I would rather stream the defense. That's going to play the worst offense in the league every week than have one defense and hope that they're good every week.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, it- if you're you could draft any defense and if their first two games are against the chicago bears and the new york jets you might do pretty well and, and you can take the old you know uh pittsburgh Steeler defense with mean joe green and if his first game is against the bills or the chiefs
3: um you don't want to start that defense because you know those quarterbacks are going to score points against them the defense i've grabbed in almost all my leagues this year has been the eagles i like the eagles defense i think they added some good pieces but their first four games are Detroit, Minnesota, which is not terrible. I mean, that's a good offense, but Washington and Jacksonville. Mm, so for yeah. me, I feel like that's at least three solid weeks out of the first four. And then they play Arizona and Dallas. And if I don't want to continue using them at that point, I'll go find someone, some other defense. for yeah. Week five.
2: Yeah. Which is but, really interesting. Let me tell you how bad our league is because I have the board <laughs> in front of me, the big board. Nobody drafted the Eagles, which means I'm getting my rear end on that waiver wire tonight, and I'm (laughs) going to drop the San Francisco 49ers who I took, and I'm going to take the Eagles. So, Alex, um, I'm hoping that uh, your advice helps. So, Alex, the the Niners have
3: a a good schedule to start, too. I mean, they play the Bears and the Seahawks the first two weeks, so I'm not anti-Niners.
2: All right. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, you know,
3: on kickers, on
1: kickers, uh, and look, I don't know jack shit about, about any of this, and it's all just kind of go by the seat of your pants. But my philosophy on a kicker is I usually try to take a kicker that plays in a dome because I, I figure if you're playing in a dome, half, half the year there's no wind. And that's got to be the worst thing about, you know, a kicker lining up for a 48-yard, 52-yard field goal is that swirling wind. So I figure if you play half the games in a dome stadium – um, at least the, the elements are taken out of the, the picture.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's generally my, my rule of thumb, too, or at least a West Coast you know outdoor team. The, the number one kicker last year was Daniel Carlson, which is both West Coast and a dome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Kickers, again, it's uh, from the top top kicker last year to the middle of the pack, you're looking at like maybe a point per week is the difference between the best one and a, an average one so that's why similarly i'll either draft a quarterback at the very end a kicker at the very end i mean uh, um, or just stream them week to week
0: so gentlemen we need to uh, uh, start to wrap this up um, Alex this has been fantastic and uh, i want i want to ask you uh, you know at a personal and professional level uh what's the most enjoyable part of of your job i mean what do you you know what do you enjoy the
3: most about what you do I, you know, I'm very fortunate for a lot of reasons, but I think one of them, the big ones is that a lot of this is something that this is something my, my boss says all the time. It's a, it's a get to do job, not a got to do job. Um, You know, I get to talk about football all day, every day. And I, I get to work with some really cool people and interview some cool people. And, um, you know, I, I talk about fantasy football all day long, which is something that a lot of people would love to do. uh, And I recognize that. So that's definitely the, the coolest part.
0: Very envious. That's awesome.
3: So now for
0: a really important
1: question, Alex, yeah. since you're on yeah. the three old matzo balls, um, and when you go to a deli, what's the go-to sandwich? Uh, and pastrami. how do you, and ha, what is it? Pastrami. And how do you eat it? How do you take it? What do you put on it?
3: Uh, mustard, pickle, rye bread. That's it. Go. That's a winner.
0: Yeah. That's a winner. Winner, winner, baby. <laughs> winner, winner, pastrami dinner, man.
1: Yeah,
0: I, lo- I, I love that.
2: Brian, well, then, this is really, well, I, I'm excited because as Drew knows, and, and I, I don't have any morals, I'm going to be texting Drew after this, uh, this podcast to get <laughs> Alex's number. And <laughs> Alex and I are, are going to be almost like a father-son relationship because <laughs> I, I don't like to lose Alex and I'm the <laughs> oldest guy in this, this fantasy football league. And I really do want to kick their ass. So I don't even care about the money. Whatever I win, you can have, but you and I are going to talk. Alex, right. you're, in
0: tru- you're in trouble. He's a hard guy to shake. He's you're, yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be
2: trolling you, man.
0: And it's really right.
1: more like it's really more like a grandfather grandson relationship. Whatever it? it needs
0: to be, I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, any any parting thoughts, guys, before we uh, before we say goodbye to Alex?
2: Yeah, one quick thought. Joe Burrow, that's my quarterback. Two seconds. Do I have a decent one or do I got to bounce him? Great one. Love him. Just Ooh. drafted him myself. There okay, so so I got
1: both Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow. Who should I be starting?
3: Oh well, Burrow, but you also don't need to. You just pick your best one and save the roster spot for someone else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm keeping them both for sure. He just told you to drop
0: one. He said, "Get rid of one." Yeah, but which one? Rodgers, get the fuck. Ri- oh, sorry. <laughs> Get, right, get rid of him. He's old. He's over the hill. He's done. Uh, and he's I'm taking of energetic drugs from Jamaica or I, God not, knows where. I'm
1: not getting I'm not getting rid of I'm not getting rid of him. He's gonna be trade bait. I can get something for him. I'm not dropping him and picking up whoever's left. I could get I could drop him and
2: I could pick up Odell Beckham. Okay, so so so, basically what you're saying is Alex, who is a professional at this, just said drop him, and you're going to say, no, I'm not going to drop him. No, he said,
1: use Joe Burrow, but I'm going to dangle Rodgers' trade bait and get something for him. Doesn't that make sense?
2: Tell him the truth,
1: Alex. Just tell him the
0: truth.
3: I'd say Aaron Rodgers is probably the best backup quarterback you could possibly have. Um, I don't generally want a backup quarterback at all. And that's why I would say if you're going to keep one, keep Burrow. Um, but I, I do understand the idea of not dropping Aaron Rodgers and letting anyone grab him for free. Right.
1: Nothing, nothing. For, Brian, you know better. And Mike, you know better than anything. Nothing for free.
2: All right. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Alex, um, we can't we can't thank you enough uh, for your patience no uh, for, for joining just a three get off our goddamn lawn, old man. Uh, three old matzo balls. and and Drew, thank you for uh, for uh, making this uh, making this opportunity happen for us.
1: Yeah, Alexis was really nice of you to give up your evening and and I know you got a, a, a little two year old at home, so um, thank you very much for your time. It's much appreciated.
0: Yeah. No problem. Thanks guys. And, and to my fellow balligans, we viva Las Vegas. Yep. I will, we will see each other at the either at the Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge at Caesars Palace or at Harris Sportsbook or at Caesars Sportsbook. Uh safe travels, Gagazent.
2: Hold on. I got one thing. You better uh, hurry. You better Rams, hurry. Rams, Buffalo. I'm flipping the coin right now. Hold on. Hairs Buffalo, the... Tails, Rams. <laughs> it came up Tails, Rams. So what are we getting in points? We two, two, two and a half, I think. Two and a half. So like the, that? the the coin knows the coin is taking right. the Rams two and a half Beautiful. baby
0: okay guys all right
2: thank you Alex
1: no problem bye see you guys.